joy versus happiness. Aren't they the same thing? We're going to find out. On the next Dare to Be Better with Ray and Sid. I mean, I'm having a good time at all, but I'm still wondering how I got roped into all this. <laughs> Welcome back to another Dare to Be Better with Ray and Sid. I'm Ray. I'm Sid. What's going on? I'm still Sid. You're That's still Sid? <laughs> I guess I'll be Ray this week again. Okay. Again, I know it's hard. I'm pretty good at it, though. I know. I mean, you've been doing it for... 50 almost uno years. That's true. How's your week been? Great. Yeah. Rocking and rolling, stirring it up, pitching here, pitching there, doing stuff. Happy to be back in the Big Apple yeah. one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love it. I love it too. You picked a um, pretty cool topic this week, and I have to say, I'm not sure I can differentiate between joy and happiness. Yay! Okay, okay. Tell me so, when. Um, go for it. Let me know. What, okay. What are the differences between joy and happiness? There is a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is um, on the surface. Joy is in the core. And how you get to joy is joy has to be built up of gratitude first. Gratitude. And gratitude is not the act of saying that you're grateful. Gratitude is actually the feeling of feeling grateful. So as soon as you, a person can learn to feel grateful, for example, I was in a 15 year marriage, right? It was not a healthy one. Uh, my dad would say to me all the time, DJ, you just can't pick men. Can't pick them. Oh, wow. And, uh, just came in and said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he always had that little, you mm-hmm. know, and I said to him, I said, but dad, listen, this is what I believe is that in that 15-year marriage, no, there was a lot of things I'm going to do differently. I'm going to learn to set my boundaries, so on and so forth. But I'm grateful for the marriage because there was a lot of, well, I don't need to go into it. There's just a lot of things on the other side, not my end, on the other side that were happening that didn't really work in the marriage, okay? So I did say to him, however, for genetic reasons, he was the only man that could give me these particular children. So, I feel grateful for the relationship, though it was 15 years of a high education, which then brings me to joy. That's a joy. Mm-hmm. Because I have gratitude and joy for these children. Right. That I couldn't have gotten any other individual. Same with you and your child, right? Right. You couldn't have gotten that child from any other woman. Correct. So, genetically... That's the joy of it. Now, happy is like, I'm happy to go to dinner. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm happy for the breaks, and I'm happy to have lunch. I love having lunch. I love having food. Clearly, I love lunch. I mean, you know. (laughs) I love it. Breakfast, dinner. So that's happiness. Joy can only bloom when one knows how to feel true gratitude. And gratitude is not something, because I heard a woman say this the other day. No, I truly am. I'm grateful, she said. I'm grateful. But, oh no, I'm truly grateful 
life is hard. Gratitude is a feeling that you have. Once you have the feeling, which is you feel free, you feel hopeful, you feel educated, and you feel grounded. Gratitude. Once you feel those things, then you will start to feel joy. When did you realize that there was a difference? Like, obviously, you know, I came in here today thinking joy, happiness, okay, the synonyms. And they, I guess they could be. Uh, obviously, you know, it's a very specific type of, uh, you know, elation or good feeling. But, like, when did you come across that um, revelation? When I had my children. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, uh, up until uh, 19 years ago when I had my first baby, uh, because I was an Olympic-level gymnast and I played Olympic-level soccer, and I've always been this really red personality. I didn't break down easy. I wasn't a crier. And I had big walls. It was hard to approach me, you right. know? And so once I had my children, I took on a different uh, persona. I started cuddling them, not to coddle them, but to cuddle them and bring them close. And that was actually hard for me to yeah. do at first. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started realizing that I had a different kind of happiness because of my girls. And it was called joy. And joy was because I was grateful. Even though the marriage had a lot of problems. I'm just, you know, there was cheating for 15 years, not on my end, on his end. There was physical abuse, emotional abuse, all of that kind of stuff. But so be it. That's the price I paid for brilliant children. Very grateful. Wow. So there's, there's grateful and then there is, um, well, there's gratitude. What was the synonym for gratitude or the parallel for gratitude? So gratitude is built up of, it has to be from your core, mm-hmm. right? And gratitude is filled with, with joy, but it's seeing the good, feeling the good, realizing the good. And celebrating the good. That's one of the easiest ways to remember how joy is built. It's through gratitude. So joy is more gratitude, but you had a synonym for gratitude, which I guess went along more with happiness. Yeah, I don't know what Uh, that was. I just ramble. You just went through. We'd have to listen back to it. Okay, (laughs) well, if you're paying attention out there, let us know. We don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. That's okay. But, you know, I, I guess... My question would be, obviously, joy is more um, important. I guess there's more value on joy because it comes from the core and it is, I guess, I don't know if you if you produce it from the core, but you, I guess, you absorb it to the core, yeah. I would imagine. Or you I, could, I guess you could produce joy as well, but you absorb it. Sure. And joy, joy has a feeling that happiness doesn't have. Right. So happiness. It's a fulfillment. Yeah. It's a fulfillment. It's a peace. You feel peaceful. And you do feel hopeful. You feel grateful. I can't say that enough. Gratitude is the vehicle. You, you have gratitude for the things in your life. And, um, I'm a, for me personally, I'm a very joyful person. I'll wander around and I smile. (laughs) People are like, why are you always smiling? What's but up it's with this that, girl? yeah, like you're just crazy. <laughs> but it is that uh, peaceful feeling, and and I did learn it. It is developed through joy. Right. Would you make the argument that happiness is like a temporary fulfillment? Yeah, I think that happiness is it's the surface thing. It's when I when you cook a cake, right, or bake a cake. 
the cake itself often can be phenomenal without the frosting. Right. You just put the frosting on it, and nah, that's just a little sweetness. But if the cake isn't great underneath, and you really need to hide it with the frosting... You get frosted all you want. Yeah. It's like bad coffee. I know you don't drink coffee, but um, good coffee, I can drink black. Okay. If it's muddy and it's been out all day and it's just not a good pot of coffee, you know, you want to cover it with milk and sugar. Mm -hmm. Some people just like milk and sugar as a flavoring. But you could tell sometimes people are just, just trying to cover the taste. It's like having too much ketchup on a bad piece of meat. Yeah. You know, but... Same thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Too much sugar in a dessert, mm -hmm. right? Too much salt in something savory. You're making me hungry now. I know. I'm really hungry. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> you know how I'm always looking forward to the breaks. <laughs> It's going to be a long 30 minutes, right? No, I can make But it. just think of the happiness. Think, will it be joy or will it be happiness oh, when you get that next meal? Oh, it'll be joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy, joy, joy, right? Uh -huh. We can have uh, our cake and eat it too. Yeah. Speaking of frosting. Oh, my gosh. I love food. I love food. I just love Yeah, food. me too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm trying to get it. And we're in like the food capital of the world. Oh, my gosh. And it does bring joy. It does. Mm -hmm. Now, there is something interesting. So, I have a friend out here who is, I don't know if she's still here, but she was a chef. And she was not very joyful. Really? Mm -mm, not very, People can be very successful at something. You can even make millions, if not billions of dollars. And you can't say that they're joyful. Now, a lot of people would say that that's the money. It's not the money. Money doesn't make you happy or sad. No. It's what you do or do not do with the money, right? But don't. That, yeah. That thing of joy, powerful. Don't more rich people commit suicide than poor people? I don't know. I've never looked at the statistics. I would wager to say that That's a that very interesting, interesting something to look at. I bet you. Because people that get rich and they're not happy at the core already or joyful, um, they're chasing it. Mm. And money's not going to bring it. Mm -mm. You know, it'll bring you five minutes of happiness, then it's on to the next thing. Right. And it's not joy. Right. Mm -hmm. And people ask, well... How do you find, because I have a girlfriend, she goes, I just want to be happy. That's what she says. Out of everything in your life, what do you want? I want to be happy. And I said to her, well, what does that mean? What does happiness mean? And she couldn't really give me a definition of what happiness means. So that's the very first thing. You have to determine that you want happiness or you want joy, and they're not the same thing. Because it's like getting in your car and turning on the engine and driving without determining that you're going to the grocery store or to the gas station. You're right. just going to aimlessly drive, right? right. You got to determine what you want. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Joy, happiness. Um, is there anything that supersedes joy? Mm, there's a thing that I would consider complete peace. Complete peace is mm. good. Yeah, and I don't know if it supersedes joy per se, but it is the family with joy, right? And I, I don't think there's a lot of people in life that really truly feel joy. And joy is something that you have to a little bit work on, you know? You have to be really deliberate on what you want, not just saying, I want to be happy, right. but saying, I want to feel peace. I want to feel inspired. I want to feel fulfillment. I want to feel these things, not I want to think about them or see them. I want to feel because joy has to happen in your soul. The art of feeling. 
Yeah, it's deep. It is. And I think if more people could understand how to find joy, more people would find that life is quite a brilliant place to live because life has a process to it. It's not just a it's not just a haphazard thing that happens. No. So happiness is definitely something topical. It's skin deep. Yeah. Yeah. Joy radiates. Mm. I love joy. <laughs> it's crazy, but I haven't always had joy. Well, no. I think it's some point in your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's got to ebb and flow. Like, every day can't be Mardi Gras. You're going to have days where, you know, like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, I got three days in a row. It's just like, come on, I'm in a slump. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have great times. But it's funny. We just kind of take the good times for granted. And we see, you know, the sucky times come along. And we're like, oh, man, poor me. Forget about the 14 great days you had where... (laughs) Everything went right. Every light turned green, right? Yeah. No line at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. You just take that for granted. Oh, yeah. That's just how that happened. How many people fall on their knees and thank God? Oh, my God, what a great day I had. Mm-hmm. But the minute something goes wrong, why God? Why me? <laughs> right? Where's my joy? Yeah. Have it just a little happiness, a couple of sprinkles. Yeah, just a little something. <laughs> Come on, man. It's true. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's human nature, I think. Yeah, you know, uh, so I've been doing this probably the last mm, five, four or five years, where every morning when I wake up, because I think human nature, you wake up and you feel anxious, you feel a little pressed on what needs to be done today, you feel a little stressed about the things you haven't accomplished or the things that have been unfair to you, whatever those things are. And I think by human nature, what for whatever reason, we wake up feeling that, right? Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning, I have to be deliberate with myself, and I will only focus on the things I'm grateful for, the things I'm inspired, not excited, those are two different things, inspired to sense, do yeah. today. And uh, inspired means... You move when you feel inspired. You don't force yourself to do something unless you feel inspired. Right. So, yeah, when I wake up, I'm really deliberate on that, on talk, only talking to myself about the things I'm grateful for, the things I'm inspired about, and the things I have passion for. It's the only things. Every single morning without Every fail. Every single morning. I give fail. Thanksgiving. And it could be the simplest thing. Like, mm-hmm. you find one thing today that you woke up and you realized you were grateful to have mm-hmm. you know you were thankful to have this mm-hmm. you know just before your day even starts what do you have right. well you woke up healthy right yeah all your limbs are working you didn't have a stroke overnight you didn't uh right you didn't die overnight mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you're healthy you didn't wake up with a, a terrible debilitating disease right and the rest of it you know it sounds like a platitude it sounds like a cliche yeah and if it is, that's okay, because it should be mm-hmm. that repetitive in your life, I think. Yeah, and I have found since I've done that, and it had to be a deliberate thing, by the way. Like, I'll wake up, and I feel a little negative, and I kind of shake my head and go, mm-hmm. I've done that, too. Yep, and I start writing them down, the things, you know, I have grateful for, blah, blah, blah. You go, you start to uh, fall into some kind of funk, like, you know, you see a text from the night before, it's like, oh, I got to tell this person, and I feel like, you know what? Mm. No. No, you don't today. really need to. <laughs> yeah, that was yesterday, it's gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then you'll find, at least I have found, when I live this way, because now the soul, the, the, the job of the soul is to collect and protect, okay? So it collects all the things you believe in. It protects you by 
getting all the things you believe in. So the things that you believe in are the things you think about to your core, even when you're not thinking. Okay, so you got to be really clear about the things you ponder on, think about, sit on, and uh, just like believe in. Because whatever those things are, your soul goes, well, of course, that's what she believes. Right. So it goes out and finds and connects with people that are like that, experiences that are like that, things that are like that. So your life becomes that that you believe the very, very most. So if you want your life to change, it first starts with, what am I believing the most about when I wake up in my day? Do I believe it's going to be a crappy day or whatever, right? right? Or am I just sort of throwing it to the wind? Yeah, you set the tone for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can have something like toast in the morning that makes you happy because it comes out the perfect color. How cool that. is that? And then your butter just, do you have butter? I love butter. Oh, yeah. I use real butter. I never use no margarine. No margarine. No bueno. No bueno. Bad Chica. news bears. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, no. Real I, butter. Absolutely. Just use a little bit of it. Don't mm. go crazy. No. There's no need. I'm so hungry. See? We're talking about buttered toast and we're freaking out over here. Uh, Please, yeah. send food. <laughs> so, have you, in your days or in your life, can you say that you felt joyful? Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I have to think about it, but that feeling where it's in your soul and you're radiating and you're almost floating. Absolutely. Yeah. When was that? When was your last time? I knew you were going to ask me that, so I was racking my brain trying to think. Oh my gosh. Okay, um, go ahead. Let's see. What, something that... Uh, what about playing like a sold-out arena? For you? Yeah. Phenomenal. Or here, I'll give you one. Um, the first year, because I don't want it to be some, some selfish thing, because to me that might be happiness. Okay. But uh, we're doing... We had just done... Rock Out to Knock Out Cancer 2021. Okay. 10th annual. Um, we started this back in 2012 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Chose that area of the country because that's where some of the people were located at the time, the band I was working with. And we picked that area of the country to benefit um, the American Cancer Society. They're all over the country, all over the world. But, you know, it, this just came about. It just kind of dropped into my lap. And the first year, um, Dan DeMoyes, my partner who founded this Rock Out to Knock Out Cancer franchise, really, uh, he went to the Hard Rock Cafe in Pittsburgh, you know, a sizable place, not Joe's Bar and Grill. Right. You know, you have to sell 200 tickets in order to secure a headline date and block out a Saturday night. And he's like, well, you have to sell me 200 tickets. Well, Dan had to look him in the eye and say, I'll do it. So we all broke our asses and we promoted and we did all this work. Now, this is all volunteer work. It's right. all charity. Every cent goes to this charity. Mm -hmm. And now, foolishly, we didn't take 10% and make a bank, you know, where you're right. allowed to keep a certain budget. Right. Now, we just threw all the money back in. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to get this off the ground, sell it out and show them, see, we did this. And of course, now the check is bigger that you sent into the ACS. Right. Well, that night when we counted i mean 200 tickets were sold and most of them showed up and we walked out and you know saw that crowd mm. on stage i always take a second to drink in the crowd i'll close my eyes i'll open my eyes back up and it could be during any point of any show 
mm-hmm. whether it's 18 people there or 18,000. Mm-hmm. I'll just drink it in and go, I'm grateful for this. This is what I've always wanted to yeah. do. And I'm doing it. That's joy. That's joy. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the long-winded version of that story. And that's beautiful. There's like a peace to it. There's a passion to it, right? There's mm-hmm. gratitude attached. And there's balance. Like you completely feel balanced about what it is, whatever that is. Right. right? And it kicked off the franchise. Now it's 10 years later and it still has legs and it's yeah. raising money, awareness. Yeah. So that's one of the ways I give back. I try to. And that's I don't like fantastic. to pat myself on the back and always talk about, you know, things we do, but. But sometimes you need to, well, you know, and to bring awareness to that foundation. Right. Of course. You know, yeah, that's I'm not beautiful. Doing it for us. Really no. beautiful. Yeah. I would hope that more people look into their life. People, and I said this to my daughter, actually, she's very busy looking for everything that she's unhappy about and what's not working for her and the people who have been unfair, you know, all these things or how she doesn't feel well, whatever those things are. She spends so much time doing that, that the soul goes, must be, must be what's most important to her. So then she collect, uh, the soul collects like-minded people, right? Right. Like-minded experiences, like-minded pressures, those kind of things. And uh, I said to her, you know, if you would spend just even half of the time, half of the time. And, and I do believe Life, God, and the Universe does um, kind of gift back in a way when you show acknowledgement to the greatness that's happened to you in your life. You know, when something good, even as small as... Um, Whatever. Maybe, maybe we just got done doing a project out there right before it started pouring. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you show gratitude that that was allowed to be finished before and, and before we had to come in and the whole rain thing happened, just show gratitude. Think about it. Feel it. You know, feel gratitude for that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that that is something that your higher power acknowledges of course i was just looking to see if i still had raindrops on me because oh. uh you know i was like i have to change shirts You're like no no it looks good Leave yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you don't have raindrops no they dry on roses whiskers on nice wits on kittens yeah <laughs> i almost said whiskers on chickens whiskers on chickens well listen you know they're crossbreeding everything these days always, always. you never know mm-hmm. yeah. unbelievable right oh boy Joy, happiness, mm-hmm. um, I love it. It makes me think of the song Joy and Pain. I was just uh, singing that in my head. Who who does that? Uh, Frankie Beverly oh. with Maze, I believe, is mm. the uh, song. It's an Joy R&B song from like yeah, the early, I want to say early 80s, but it might be 70s. Mm. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's good stuff. That is good but stuff. I'm grooving in my head right now. Oh, yeah. If, if, we, if we didn't have these copyright issues, I'd play it, but yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. What was the uh, R&B station out out your way back uh, in those days? Late 70s, early 80s? The roller rink days. Oh, the, that's all you needed to say. Uh-huh. 94.9. 94.9? Yeah. We yeah. had several here. 107.5 WBLS, that was the big one. They might still be around. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, those were the days, those roller rinks. That was kids. That's what we used to do to socialize. Oh, that was our Snapchat yeah. and whatever else you guys are doing now. Snapchat is like and, five years ago, but yeah. you know what I mean. And if you had that rhythm, which I didn't, to be able to, you know, get the groove and the feet doing the thing. And, oh, that was the coolest thing. But you know it's back, by the way. 
Yeah. Because of hockey, I could rollerblade, but I could never figure out the uh, the two-by-two mm. in you know, the skates. Yeah, those were good days. Because you had to go like leg over leg. Mm-hmm. You know, It's a lot easier to pivot on rollerblades. They act like ice skates. Mm. But to me, getting the whole yeah, yeah, that coordination down. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? There's some joy there. Because do you recall, like, people, I mean, we're only 30. Right, exactly. <laughs> but... You recall when your parents would say, you need to go out and play or I'm going to find something for you to do Oh yeah. or go dig in the dirt or whatever. And you literally, I would go out and I'd find a stick and I loved drawing floor plans. So I would draw floor plans in the dirt Mm -hmm. since the age of nine, you know, and then I'd draw these floor plans and then I'd go find little rocks, you know, as chairs and pieces of wood as beds and you look back and there was joy that was you knew what you wanted to do from that time yeah i've always known um so even when i was very young i was doing interior design right i was creating floor plan development and i knew that i wanted uh to dance well i wanted to be in the olympics for both soccer and gymnastics so i trained for those I've always been a person. I when I know what I want, but here we sit. I right. mean, it's a perfect example. <laughs> yes, it. Once I decide, and and one of the greatest gifts you can give me is tell me I can't. Oh yeah. Tell me I'm no. The same way. Mm. Right. Just doubt me once. Yeah, that's fabulous. I needed that. Mm-hmm. It's bulletin board material, like they say in sports, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So I I love going after the things I want. There's been very few things. And this is not to be arrogant, it's because I've learned how life works, right? But there's very few things that I've not been able to accomplish. And the few things, the one thing I haven't been able to accomplish, I had to make a decision when I was 14 to keep training for the Olympics in soccer and or in gymnastics because I was training for both. And I chose gymnastics. That was poor decision but i guess you can't say poor because everything adds up right you said you had some politics in the soccer as well right well yeah there was some some, coaching issues yeah there was coaching issues on both you know more there yeah because you know sports everything's political i don't know what it is with girls sports but it just seems to be like amplified yeah like all the issues i don't know and i'm and i'm just what is that i don't know and i enjoy watching i love watching like college softball uh-huh. And girls college basketball or women's college basketball, you know, but I don't know. It's it just very interesting, Ray. That's just that's just my take and I just seems to me that um I don't know, the issues always seem that much more dramatic. Well, I'm gonna tell you soccer's huge everywhere, but soccer's very, very big in Utah. Okay? Oh sure. And especially for girls. And a soccer there for girls. The amount of issues, like my daughter, okay, very great little soccer player, and she's played soccer since the age of, I don't know, four, and from the age of four to 18, and, you know, um, we had some big universities looking at her, she did not get one year of a break. We don't get a break even in winter, because they go play indoor. Indoors, yeah. So she has played soccer all year round since the age of four and then they wonder why these girls get there's so much injury you know once they get 17 to 18 there's a ton of injury and burnout where they just don't want to play the sport there's no uh, there's no off season no off season even a professional gets off season but of course 
I don't know because I don't have boys, but there just seems to be a lot of stuff in the girls' programs. I don't know why. No, I don't know. I just think maybe the parents are more protective at that point. I don't know. And the coaches are pushing back. Who knows? It, it could be anything. Yeah, We could do a whole show on that. Oh, my gosh. I know. And now because my brain is just rolling. I don't even know what we're talking about now. <laughs> what are we here talking about? Joy. Joy and happiness. Oh, I love joy. <laughs> it sounds like joy is winning. Yeah. But we need happiness, too. Oh, yeah. You need happiness because I need the frosting. Yeah. You need the daily dose of, you know, like you said, the sprinkles and just the mm-hmm. whole. Well, this was a nicety mm-hmm. and a pleasantry. Yeah. yeah you need that. Quaint. Yeah. Yeah, it's what takes you to towards joy. I right? wonder if a series of happy events or series of small batches of happiness can amount to joy. Well, I'm gonna that's an interesting question, but I think that would have to do is it attached to gratitude? If it's not attached to gratitude. Or is it all material stuff, yeah. yeah. If it's not attached to gratitude, then I don't think you can add it up to joy. Because I don't think because joy is a felt thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking felt on the pool table. No. That was just a bad joke, that's all. I know. <laughs> I'm starting to get your jokes. Yeah, that was a bad dad joke. I know. That's bad. I try not to be a bad dad, but the bad dad joke will come out. <laughs> be careful. It could be a segment on this show. I know. It could. Dilly dad joke of the week. No, nobody needs that. No one needs that. Nobody I don't even knows. get them. <laughs> You're not a dad. That's why. Oh, yeah, True. <laughs> true. I don't get any of your You're honorary on Father's Day, but... Uh, That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Well, again, if you kids out there have any feedback, negative. good or bad... Negative? Yeah, of course. The trash can here, right? Positive. Oh, see? She gets all the joy and happiness, and I get all the uh, the what? The negativity, the that, negativity that you'll have to work through to find your joy. See that? <laughs> and I signed up for this, right? I know. I said yes to this. I know. I even was waiting. Did you hear how silent it was? I can be really quiet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I was willing. Yes. Yes. Well, hit us up at rayandsidshow at gmail.com. That's R-A-Y-A-N-D-S-Y-D-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. If we read your letter on the air, your email, I mean, I don't know. What do we do? Do we... Make them an honorary, uh, on, and I, I don't know. We'll just, we got a shout out. Yeah, we'll do a shout out, but yeah. maybe, maybe if they want to be a part of the discussion, that would be very cool. That'd be cool. I was going to say you get to be like an honorary, uh, recipient of joy or something. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. Maybe you can be part of the discussion. We'll take a little call or something for a second or That'd an work. email. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we did it again. Okay. We flapped our lips. 30 minutes has gone by. You'll never get that back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. uh, That's okay. Come back next week. We'll have a great show for you. Listen, whatever you do in life, dare to be better. With Ray and Sid. See you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for checking us out. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to this channel and please tell your friends. We'd also love it if you headed over to daretobebettershow.com for tons of cool photos, extras, and a chance to shop for some sweet show swag. (laughs) Say that five times fast. I can barely say it once. If you keep coming, we'll keep delivering. Thanks again.